0: Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. This is Jamie Rosenberg, Assistant Editor for the American Journal of Managed Care. This month, the American Journal of Accountable Care, a sister publication of AJMC, features a commentary on population health care delivery under Medicare's merit-based incentive system. The commentary argues that current population health efforts have been hampered by the misalignment of accountability, and therefore population health management will improve when shared accountability among stakeholders is achieved. Throughout the commentary, the authors offer recommendations for realigning accountability, which they say currently relies too much on the single physician, who oftentimes is held accountable for things out of their control. During this podcast, we speak with Dr. Adam Wilk, one of the authors of the commentary. Hi, Dr. Wilk, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: My pleasure. Good afternoon.
0: So, to start off, can you summarize the main points of your commentary and the different recommendations that it put forward?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, there are some strong movements in our healthcare system towards uh, em- emphasizing population health improvements rather than just improving health at the, in- at the level of the individual patient. Uh, and also towards value-based payment systems that reward improving the provision of evidence-based care and delivering patient health improvements rather than just incentivizing volume uh, like we all believe the the notorious fee-for-service systems have for a long time. Now, uh, Medicare's merit-based incentive payment system is kind of emblematic of both of these shifts. Uh, It's also been something of a hot topic in the last few years Uh, largely because of qualms about how this value-based payment system is being implemented. Our paper fits pretty nicely into that discussion. So, specifically, we focus on the fact that MIPS, uh, again, the Merit-Based Incentive Payment System, MIPS, is implemented at the individual clinician level. And so, it rewards or penalizes clinicians for their performance on a whole slew of quality and cost measures individually. Um, Now, Given the many system and community level factors that can affect a large number of these outcomes, our paper argues that it can be hard to achieve real improvements in population health, especially quickly uh, or as quickly as we would like, when the individual clinician can only do so much to improve the measures they're being held accountable for. And likewise, there are challenges to implementing any of these measures at the health system level as well. Uh, in part because health systems have not made as much progress as we would like in coordinating efforts with community partners on, on public health interventions or other interventions that hold the promise of actually improving population health more substantially. Um, and you know they've also struggled to pass along appropriate population health-oriented incentives towards their clinician employees. Um, usually they just salary their employees. Uh, and there may be some incentives for volume and productivity too, but that doesn't make any more progress. So uh, that's not an easy solution either, just switching the incentive from the individual clinician level to the system level, that won't do it. So ultimately, we argue that local communities, including the providers at the individual level and including large health system organizations, Um, They also need to share accountability amongst themselves as well as with community members and uh, social services organizations and others uh, together. Uh, Hopefully, they can work together in a coordinated way to achieve their shared goals of population health more expeditiously, uh, and we would like to see the payment system evolve to support that sort of integrated, coordinated, community-level series of interventions as well.
0: Perfect. And so, why is it important to not just involve healthcare organizations, but also non healthcare organizations in different population health efforts?
1: Yeah, sure. So, uh, in our paper, we talk about the example of antidepressant medication management. Now, uh, antidepressant medication management is a quality measure that shows up in MIPS, and it's intended to encourage physicians to make sure that their patients who have depression are still getting their depression medication prescriptions filled. Uh, And also those patients who no longer appear to need uh, a a depression medication prescription are are not getting them anymore. That is with the goal of improving the efficiency of care delivery. Now, the problem with measures like these is that they kind of assume a static model of individual patient disease progression uh, that can be fully managed by the individual clinician. And that model ignores many of the community level factors that can more significantly drive improvement in patient's depression than any individual clinician could. Not to mention they may have greater effects uh, on community level uh, reduction efforts, uh, that is depression reduction efforts, than any individual clinician uh, could hope to achieve. Um, Now, the other way to think about it uh, is from the individual clinician's perspective. Uh, If you as an individual clinician know that you can affect your individual patient's depression only so much uh, and you see you're being held accountable for this measure anyway, uh, it is not likely going to motivate you to take as many major steps as you otherwise would to improve your scores on those measures. And so uh, patient at the population level, patient depression care might just stagnate as individual clinicians see that they're being held accountable for the measure, but they don't want to take a lot of steps to make only uh, marginal incremental improvements Um, and so it's really important, uh, we believe for the individual clinicians and maybe better their organizations, their larger health system organizations to coordinate the individual clinician efforts with other efforts at the community level, social services, public safety initiatives, environmental hazard reduction, other things like that that can actually uh, uh, materialize in real improvement in population health, uh, in depression, or in other chronic conditions.
0: Right. And now, so looking back at when you first started to write this commentary, what inspired you to write this? What was the catalyst that drove you to write about this? Was it just a broad realization of the different things you spoke about before? Or was there a single event that kind of drove it home?
1: Kind of both, uh, or all of the above, I guess. So uh, my co author on this paper is Dr. Sangela Jane, who is with the Health Management Academy. Um, for those who don't know, the Academy is a learning network of integrated health system executives. So she and I have a natural inclination to think about the big problems of population health from the perspective of these large delivery systems. Um, so one way to illustrate that uh, is to look back on a paper that Sangela and I co-wrote uh, last year uh, in the same journal, actually. Uh, the paper is called A Model for Delivering Population Health Across the Care Continuum. Um, and, you know, at the risk of sounding self-promotional, I think it's a pretty good read. But um, in that paper, uh, we describe a new framework for thinking about interventions to improve population health from the perspective of these large local healthcare systems and organizations, uh, thinking about it all across the care continuum, from initial preventive primary care services all the way up through tertiary care for acute episodes um, as, uh, as chronic conditions exacerbate. But as we were working on that framework, it became pretty clear to us that the mix of actors involved at each step of the care continuum, it differed. Uh, who, who was actually involved in designing the intervention may be different from who was strategizing uh, or allocating resources. Uh, and then who of course actually implements these population health improvements. All of those actors will be different. And then all of these, these mixes of factors might be different uh, across, um, across interventions. And so uh, this whole question of who's really responsible for realizing improvements in population health for any given measure or intervention is really tough to pin down. So part of this um, also has to do with the fact that uh, the uh, individual clinicians and health system level administrators and other organizations and stakeholders who clearly need to be involved if we're going to see real improvements in population health, they haven't always coordinated well together and, uh, and made it clear amongst themselves Who they think is most responsible for these different dimensions of population health improvement. So we wanted to write about the messiness of holding any one actor accountable for population health improvements. Uh, And so we wrote this paper thinking specifically about the context of MIPS and some of its measures that sort of um, make this messiness clear. Um, And that was the paper.
0: Perfect. And so what do you envision a culture of shared accountability would would look like in practice? In a perfect world, how would this work?
1: So there are some communities across the country where some conversations are happening now between health system leaders and local leaders representing other organizations, social services organizations, uh, public health agencies, and other organizations like that who are engaged in those sorts of interventions that we think have the greatest promise for delivering real improvements in population health. Um, Those communities um, have been highlighted in some papers to date. So if you do a bit of research on accountable care communities uh, or other like search terms, you'll be able to find some of them. And I think in many of those places, they, they offer us a model for how shared accountability could look in many other communities across the country. Um, They have regular meetings to discuss high priority population health needs uh, and coordinate their actions across uh, the variety of interventions they choose to prioritize to improve population health. Um, But uh, those, uh, those models work in some communities and certainly they didn't crop up randomly. So if you're going to extrapolate from those communities, I I think it might be helpful to think beyond what those accountable care communities have achieved to date and think about some other ways, perhaps at the national level, to foster that sort of coordination. Uh, And so one one recommendation we offer in the paper to think about um, as one representation of that sort of uh, fostering uh, would be a requirement that some of these healthcare organizations Um, include representation from these population health-focused organizations on their boards or on their steering committees, somehow uh, require that these organizations get together on a more formal basis more often to coordinate their efforts. Um, How that actually materializes in uh, payment for the individual clinician Um, All we really have to say in the paper is that the MIPS payment system probably lays too much accountability at the foot of the individual clinician, Um, and it'll be certainly difficult to uh, envision a revision to that system uh, that goes beyond what MIPS does. Um, (laughs) Setting up MIPS in the first place was something of a major achievement in and of itself, Um, but we do think that if individual clinicians have greater support regularly from their institutional leaders, and they're able to coordinate uh, in terms of setting up the right incentives for individual clinicians, um, not just salary or volume based incentives. Uh, And also uh, if the uh, institutional leadership does a good job of allocating resources to support individual clinicians as they implement uh, population health interventions at the individual level, uh, then I think we're gonna start to see more significant progress.
0: So, what would be some barriers or challenges to achieving the alignment discussed in your commentary?
1: Sure. So, I was talking earlier about the MIPS payment system and the difficulties of, uh, of reforming that payment system. There, of course, there are always going to be challenges when payment is at stake. Someone's livelihood is involved there, and so some um, entrenched uh, interests will always fight for the established system. Because uh, you know they've uh, they've set up their delivery systems, for example, to uh, to reap the rewards of the system as it was laid out. Uh, and then, if the system changes, of course, that will require more uh, reorientation and change of that sort of nature is very very hard to achieve. Um, the uh, there are certainly major challenges um, to initiating conversations and sustaining conversations too at the leadership level between health systems and the. L- Local health authorities and social services organizations, given that historically medical care providers have not thought about care at the population level the way those other organizations have. And so you'd have to anticipate that there will be some challenges um, as health systems reorient towards the population health perspective and as the social services leaders and public health leaders. Um, uh, come to appreciate the perspective of the medical care system too. Um, neither one uh, neither one has a complete perspective, but integrating the two will be a challenge on both sides. Um, those have to be some of the major challenges. Uh, and um, we started having conversations with uh, leaders in some communities about some of the other um, reasons for concern about uh, shared accountability in some communities. One good example, um, is that in in communities like Atlanta, uh, where I live and work, um, the population turns over an awful lot. Um, Something like uh, 30% of the population that's here today won't be here in five years. So if health systems are working with local public health agencies to make these long-term investments in in population health, you can imagine that some health systems would look at the return on investment for those sorts of uh, interventions and see not much return there, given that so much of the benefit for those initiatives will accrue to people who are not going to be Atlantans anymore. Um, so those sorts of um, major questions will definitely uh, influence some of the thinking about uh, how to prioritize population health interventions, uh, and uh, and it will certainly uh, uh, give some uh, some health systems pause before deciding to spend a lot of time working with those local community organizations to improve population health for the long term.
0: And now, looking forward, what should give us hope that one day in the future we'll actually see this culture of shared accountability that your paper envisions, despite some of these barriers and challenges? What's kind of the glimmer of hope that one day we will get there?
1: So I mentioned the accountable care communities earlier. Um, they. This is an initiative undertaken by Medicare to support something of an extension of the accountable care organizations that most of us have become familiar with over the last eight or nine years. Um, And these communities seem to show pretty dramatic improvements uh, in effective care delivery that I think, um, when all the evaluation data come in, uh, will, will show some improvement in population health. Um, I think the data that have come in so far are more interim results and qualitative, uh, but the results are promising so far. Um, I think there's also a a high level of um, conversation going on uh, about these sorts of initiatives and efforts. I know my colleague, um, Sandra Jane at the Academy, um, has uh, shared with me some recent conversations she's been having with a lot of the leadership of the health systems she regularly communicates with, they are actively thinking about this issue and finding ways to measure population health in a more effective uh, way that can speak more directly to what they can achieve as a health system. Uh, And they're also looking for uh, better evidence about ways to um, uh, initiate and sustain relationships with those community partners, public health agencies, public safety agencies and the like. Um, Between all of those efforts and the the amount of thought that's being put into shared accountability or what we call shared accountability uh, and other measures of that accountable care communities or the like, um, all of that gives me hope that we're moving in the right direction. Um, One of the main points we make in the paper is that population health improvement has been slow going uh, and I'm inclined to believe that this shift towards the culture of shared, the culture of shared accountability, um, will also be slow going at the at the nation level. Um, so, if you were to measure things at the nation level, things would look like they were moving slowly. But if you look within individual communities, I hold out hope that uh, leaders uh, will materialize in many of these local healthcare systems who will enact or be uh, catalysts for change at the local level. And then those changes will um, will, will show up fairly rapidly within those communities. So uh, we'll see lights turning on all across the country before eventually the country looks
0: luminous. Great. That's well, definitely a nice positive note to end on. To read the commentary, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. You can get in touch with us by emailing info at ajmc.com or by following us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Thanks for tuning in.